Hey, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to today's podcast. So we had this free boot camp and in the free boot camp, I was making it time sensitive where I was just going to take it away forever because a lot of times people, you know, they tune into content, but then it's like, oh, I'll listen to it later, later, later becomes never. And so many people were just raving about it. I need access. I want access to it. Is there any way I can listen to it again? So I just decided, you know what? We're going to upload it to the podcast. So this is day one. Day one, I'm going to start off. I'm going to kick us off and go over a lot of in-depth principles on duplication, on strategies to increase productivity with the newest person. After that, you'll hear immediately Deb Erickson, who is just a mindset guru. She's so incredible. And she's going to relate it in different ways to help you to get out of a funk. Take notes, tune in. You're going to absolutely love this strategy session. Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. What is happening? We have so much to cover. One of the hardest parts about this is I'm going through it of what to cover is I got all these other other incredible legends and trainers. Of course, I don't want to step on their toes because they're going to go out and smash and they're going to cover some of these things. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start out. I'm going to set the tone. And then after that, you're going to start hearing from some of these legends as we go. I'm going to do a ton of Q&A session. Uh, this will be more interactive than ever before. And so we have so much content to cover. I'm so excited. For- and <clears throat> let's just get right into the good stuff as we go. So All right, how to increase duplication, get the newest person running fast. How frustrating is it when you get somebody signed up and it's like I get them signed up and then all of a sudden they do nothing. And because of that, now you're like, I just, I kind of scared to sign up new people. Even if you think it consciously or subconsciously, your recruiting lacks because you feel like, well, I don't want to sign somebody up only for them to fail. If I sign them up and then they fail and they don't do anything at all, well, then that's going to suck. And so you start losing confidence. And so you start just hanging around but you aren't really truly taking that action, talking to the brand new people as you're doing it. So <clears throat> we're going to go through, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my story because some of you know my story, some of you don't know my story. I'm just going to assume nobody knows it, even though I know a couple of you know it is I was the tennis guy. I played tennis. I taught tennis. I ran a tennis club. And as I did that, <clears throat> I, um, I didn't feel like I was very good at selling tennis memberships. And so for me, one of my biggest limiting beliefs was that because I got called in from the CEO, CMO, CFO that just said, Rob, you're not very good at selling tennis memberships. You're great at teaching tennis, but you're awful at selling tennis memberships. So for me, that was a huge, huge limiting belief to me. I said no to the first 11 network marketing companies that approached me. 11. I live in Utah, the mega capital of the world of network marketing. So to talk about limiting beliefs, they were there for me. A little bit more about my story is is when I started out in the network marketing profession is I quit way too soon. I quit my job because after I finally decided to join, after I finally took some action, my first check was pretty big. It was pretty big, actually. It was actually monstrous. It was massive. Biggest check, check that I've ever received in my entire life, even bigger than I was running a tennis club. So I thought, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. I'm going to Bora Bora. I'm retired. Right? I confused the difference between bonus income and residual income. So I quit a six-figure job. I was barely making 100000 a year, which I thought was absolutely phenomenal. 
I did that from age 24 to 28. And then I quit that job like a complete idiot way too soon. And so my, my fifth month in the business, I made less than $400 for the month because my residual, you know, was, was here and my bonus, I didn't have bonus checks several of the months. Um, I had to take a loan out on my paid off car and I went into debt for the first time in my life. I'm not recommending anybody do any of this. This is just my story. So, you know, a little bit more from it. Uh, for me, I had to make things work because I quit a job way too soon. I had to turn those lemons into lemonade and make it happen. And so I did become the top recruiter out of a million distributors, which was absolutely a, a great experience. Now, when I tell you that, understand that I went through tons of highs. I went through tons of lows. Uh, that's why I share this with you. Uh, I shared some of the lows. Yeah, you're going to hear the highlight features of different things that I've done. But guess what? I had way more failures than I had successes. I truly failed my way forward, like they say. Uh, but yes, I became the number one recruiter out of a million distributors. I it created an entirely new brand for a $3 billion company. I became both consultant and top distributor for that. Uh, I built my business in 40 plus countries. Uh, so I know exactly what I'm doing. I know what it takes. I sold that position. I'm no longer part of any network marketing company. Now I'm here to build the trust with you. I'm 100% generic uh, where I can just level up this profession. And so, you know, a couple different things with that for you to understand is for me, as I was doing this business, I started out wanting to recruit the masses. And I wanted to do this with these personal recruits. And as I wanted to do this with these personal recruits, this is what I did when I first started. That's how I became the number one recruiter. But when I transitioned to creating this new brand for a $3 billion company, I thought, you know what? There's got to be a way to create better duplication. Now, do not misinterpret what I'm saying. Too many times people use this as an excuse not to sponsor people. You have to sponsor people, a lot of people. This is how you're going to increase your skill set for the invite, the follow-up, the close. This is how you're going to increase your confidence. This is how you're going to hit new ranks. But as you do it, as you get better, you're going to get the newest person in action quicker. You're going to get more out of them. And that's what you want to do. You want to be the person that, you know, you take a lemon and you can squeeze that lemon and turn it into lemonade. You don't want to be the person that just takes the lemon. You're like, I don't know what to do. And you squeeze it just a little bit, barely, and nothing comes out of it. So you want to make sure that as you're doing this, right, that it's, it's something that you really, really got, you know, just dialed, dialed in. And that's going to take some time for you. It's going to take some, some massive time and practice for you as you're really, really making this happen. So I, I just want to preface that before I, I talk about what happened to me. So as I'm creating this new entire brand, I got this huge list. I'm going to reach out to all these people. Six months into the business, I had only sponsored one person. Now, that's the extreme. I'm not teaching you to do this unless you can get that newest person in action. I'm going to teach you some of the principles of how these other leaders are going to teach you how, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's like having the blueprint for climbing the Mount Everest of network marketing. Even if you have the blueprint, it's still going to take some time. It's still not going to be easy. It's still not going to happen overnight, right? And so even if you have that blueprint, you're still going to have storms. You're still going to be exhausted. You're still going to have doubts. But at least now you got the blueprint. 
at least now you know exactly how to do it. And that's what we're going to lay out for you. And we're going to start out with that today. So after six months, I had millions of dollars of sales and I only sponsored one person. Why? Because I knew working this business is talking to brand new people. And I did such a good job of getting the newest person to get me in front of new people and the next new person to get me in front of new people that I created duplication, that I was in the highest income producing activity. It wasn't easy. Now, fast forward, this is after I'd been in the profession and had made millions of dollars. I created the credibility. I had worked for almost four years, 80 hours a week. I'm not telling you when you got to work 80 hours a week. I think I was ineffective a lot of those hours. But remember, I quit my job way too soon. I had to do it. I had to figure that out, right? I had to make that happen as we go. So that's that's just what, you know, I know I covered that. That's just why I, I want to preface that and make sure you understand that as you go. But just understand no matter how good you get, the other person still has a choice. Some will never engage, but our goal is to increase those percentages. So let just think of it this way. If you have 10 people that sign up with you and you become just phenomenal at this, maybe you have seven that get you in front of somebody else, right? And maybe your closing ratio of those people joining is six out of 10. Whereas if you're, if you're still learning and you're not as good, maybe only one out of 10 gets you in front of somebody new. Frustrating. It's part of the process. We're going to help speed that up for you. And maybe of those people that get in front of you, maybe you only close one out of 10. So you see, nothing's foolproof. We're just increasing the percentages and odds for you. The other thing I want you to understand is every dud knows a stud. Now, I'm not judging them as human beings. Don't see Rob calling people duds. I'm not judging these human beings. I'm talking about that person you love to death, but is the worst sales skill set in the world, right? I thought I was that person. I thought you had to be the person that just hard closed and sold people. And I didn't realize that everything in life is sales. You see my wife, she's 10 times better looking than me and a 10 times better human being than me and has a 10 times better body than I do. She's like the, you know, there's Think and Grow Rich book. She's like the Think and Grow Ripped. She just looks at like weights and stuff and it's like just shredded, you know. That's why if you see me like looking this way, if she's wearing Lululemon and I get distracted, it's because it's really hard not to look. Like, of course I was good at sales. I didn't think I was good at sales because I thought sales was convincing someone to do something they don't want to do. And it's not. Sales is communicating the information well enough people can make an educated decision. That's it. And that's what I'm going to help you to do. You're going to become that talent extractor. You're going to see people for the best. You're going to have people as they're going where they're going to uh, they're going to be willing to get you in front of their people right away. And they're going to see that vision as they go. But there's a lot we got to cover. Uh, that's why we got to do this in three days. I thought about doing it in, in a half a day. It's just not going to happen. Like the amount of content we need. And then I thought about just me doing it. I'm like, no way. I'm going to bring these other legends because you got to hear different personalities, different styles, completely different perspectives. We got to focus on the mind. We got to focus on the systems. We got to focus on the skills. We got to focus on all of these different things as we go. Now, understand the law of credibility as well. And the reason why it's important to understand this law of credibility is as your credibility grows, you can say and do the exact same thing, but your results will increase. So you have to understand that. So even after you feel like you've arrived and you've got these skills and you've developed them, if you're whatever the rank is in your company and you're the the, the triple blue star galactic uh, double quadruple diamond, 
then if you say something versus the person that maybe has developed the skills but hasn't hit any rank, well, of course it's going to carry more weight, right? If I said something to you about investment advice versus Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world, told you the exact same thing, I think you'd be like, oh my gosh, guys, Warren Buffett just told me. It would have way more profound effect. So the law of credibility is real. Even when you're learning what to do and how to duplicate, understand that it's still a process. Success is a process that's going to take time as we go. So the four beliefs that you first have to have, because the hardest person you're ever going to have to recruit is yourself. And if you haven't recruited yourself, how in the crap are you supposed to get the newest person into action right away? There's ways around it, but it's a lot harder. So the first belief you got to challenge is, is what's the belief you have in your products or services? On a scale one to 10, I would write these down. And these are trainings that you can take and utilize bits and pieces of these with your own teams. And I, I can't wait. So the second belief is what's your belief in your company on a scale one to 10? The third belief is what's your belief in the network marketing profession? Think about that. On a scale one to 10, what's your belief in the network marketing profession? And then the last one is what's your belief in yourself? Now, if you don't have the belief in yourself yet, that's okay. You're going to borrow from these other three. And then you're going to leverage the credibility of these other three and your leadership that you work with your team until you actually have that. It's going to take time. It doesn't just happen right away as we go. These beliefs aren't going to come overnight either. But if you can understand the basic principles of these, you can challenge them and figure out ways to help you increase them, like doing trainings like these. Hopefully this helps increase your belief. So now we're going to get into duplicating and getting the newest person in action right away. So I said this at the very beginning, urgency is synonymous with wealth. This may be one of the most important things that you can write down and remember this. And what I want you to do is you take notes. As you take notes, anyone who's been to one of my masterminds, you know this. I teach this. You've got what you're writing your notes on as you go. And then what you do is, is I have action steps here. These are the executables. So these are the things you're actually going to do. So you've got tons of notes of good ideas and thoughts, but then to organize your thoughts, you're going to put your action steps. So at the end of this three-day boot camp, what I want you to do is I want you to be able to take this and say, okay, this is the very first thing I'm going to do. This is what I do in my mastermind so that we actually get results. This is the second thing that I'm going to do. This is the third thing that I'm going to do. This is the fourth thing that I'm going to do. And you're going throughout all of these different things so that you're not just like, oh, yeah, that was great. That was incredible. Right. Good information. So the first 40 hours are critical. Why? Because what I found in my experience and I actually just did a recent study and this recent study said that um, it was from six and seven figure earners. I've got a six and seven figure earner group. There's over a thousand people in it. There were 125 responses. And in that six and seven figure earner group, I asked. How long did it take you to make your first $1,000 paycheck? And it was 47% made it in their first month. First month. 75% in their first four months. What does this tell you? The top, top earners take massive action. Now, don't be like, oh, Rob, you just crushed my dreams. I've been in the business for four years. And I've never had a $1,000 check. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Jordan Adler. He was in the business for over a decade in 13 different companies or so. And now I think the dude's made over 20 or $30 million and he hadn't made anything. He didn't even make a hundred dollar check. So stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. 
you're going to find everything I say of ways to rationalize why you're going to succeed, not why you're not good enough. I'm here to empower you that regardless of what's happened, this is what can happen. At the same time, we're still I'm going to give you some tough love of things we can learn from. And so as you look at this, I want you to understand that the most successful top earners, the majority of them, they take action pretty quickly. And the reason why this is important to understand is because in the first 40 hours, if they don't do anything, guess what? Their odds of ever doing anything go like this. I know those are bad sound effects, but just imagine complete implosion. Why? Because now all of a sudden it's like they talk themselves out of their dreams and why they can't do it and, and why, you know, they're too busy and, and, and why they don't have the right style of personality. I know because I was one of those people. I almost quit before I even started. And so right when you start, you got to help get them into action right away. It's not the plan for the plan of the plan. It's not, I, I give an airplane analogy. I was going to give it later. I'll just give it now. Think of it as you're the pilot that's flying. That means you understand network marketing. We're using the, the airplane as network marketing. And you got co-pilot. It just joined you. And you're like, hey, co-pilot, co-pilot, come join me in network marketing. Let me teach you how. So they get in, right? They don't know how to fly the airplane. They don't know how to do network marketing. And you're like, hey, go watch this training of the training of the training. And um, here's this training manual. And good luck flying the airplane. And you get out. And then you reach out to him. Hey, anything you need, just let me know. They're thinking, I'm not going to fly this freaking plane. There's no way. And so you have to understand that you got to hold their hand at the beginning. And you got to build up their confidence because their confidence is extremely low when they start. They're just like, there's no way. I don't, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. I can't make this happen. So stop with the vision statements, stop with the why statements, stop with the long intro videos, stop with having them understand everything about the comp plan. Look, I'm not saying vision statements and why statements aren't important. Those things got me through. Those things helped me tremendously. But at the beginning, we're like, does your why make you cry? They're like, uh, I just want to make my money back, right? And then we're like, hey, our comp plan pays 72.67 ways, and this is going to help you so much, right? And we're giving them all these reasons and all these things as they go. And guess what? They're like so overwhelmed. It's like going to the messiest kitchen ever that's going to take eight hours to clean. It's so messy. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. And we're like, hey, you know, here's here's some help. Like go start in the kitchen. You're like, You don't even know where to start. It's so busy. It's so messy. And so it's the same thing. Like they've got to have it so simple. What works is what duplicates. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication is what Leonardo da Vinci says. And so you got to keep this so crazy simple that you can get the newest person into action right away. Right now, they don't even know if it works or if they're still going to be part of your business in a few days. Like this is what they're thinking in their minds, right? Um, so yes, having a why is important, but wait. The newest person to understand the psychology is they just want to make their money back. Because if they made their money back, worst case scenario, they tell their friends and their family that said, I can't believe you're doing that pyramid scheme thing. If they just tell them, like, worst case scenario, they didn't fail. Made my money back, but it didn't work for me, right? So understand that your whole goal at the beginning is to simplify the focus and stop with all this information. Now, there are going to be the know-it-alls. I'm not saying this in a rude way got some really close friends, crazy analytics. And if they need to know it, let them, great, give them the information. But I start out with saying, look, 
My whole goal is when you start is I want to help you to make your money back. And so we're going to simplify exactly how to do this. That is it. That is it. So just think about that as you're doing it. Um, you're going to mirror them. This is the part of the way that you get the newest person to action right away is, again, you don't want to overwhelm them. So there's some people that come in and they're like, I want to make $10,000 a month right away. I'm not interested if I can't make $10,000 a month. There's other people I want to make $5,000. There's people like, I just want to make my money back. Other people, I just want to get my product for free, right? You've got to learn to mirror them. And how you learn to mirror them is questions are the answers. You've got to ask the right questions and this will help you out so that you can mirror them. And so it's just so important as you start to understand this really, really simple process. Now, some of them, they're going to end up increasing that speed from slow to medium to fast, right? But no matter how fast or slow they're going, what I do to mirror them is an example here is let's say someone wants to go really slow. They're like, hey, I'm crazy overwhelmed. That's their big objection. I, I really want to do this, but I work 40 hours a week and I've got kids to take care of and this and this. So I honestly, I only have two hours a week. I'm like, great. I love working with busy people. The great part is, is you get to leverage my time because we're doing this together as a team. So I'm going to help you out. We've got a system that will help you out as well. So we're going to build your business two hours every single week. And at the beginning, as we do this, instead of you focusing on trying to learn anything and everything, you know, it works enough, right? That you're taking this leap of faith. And so what we're going to end up doing is we're going to end up just simply taking all of this right here and we're going to help leverage your time. You're going to simply make the introductions and they're going to introduce to whatever your simple system is. We're going to go over that here in a second. And so I simplified it for him, but it's like a rocket launching. It's got to spend a little bit more effort just at the very beginning. That's it. Just a little bit from the beginning. So that's absolutely critical important. Lead through influence, not through title. They didn't sign up for a boss. It isn't about you. It's about them. At the same time, leaders take charge and tell people what to do, but not in a bossy way. So if they told me their goals are, I want to do this two hours a week. I want to be able to make my money back. I want to be able to make $100 a month. Well, great. Then I'm going to tell them exactly what they need to do because I ask the right questions as I go. And so it's absolutely important for you as you make this happen. A couple other things is how we focus on making their money back is talking to brand new people. It's the number one income producing activity. And too many times people, right, they want to do everything else. They want to feel like they're working so hard because think about this. This is the employee mindset. I want you to think about this. You've got to understand these things. They confuse being busy with being productive. Why? Because in a regular job, you work X amount of hours, you get paid X amount. Network marketing doesn't care. Network marketing's not like clock in. Hey, did you work 20 hours a week or did you work 40 hours a week or how many hours a week did you work, right? Network marketing isn't like that at all as you go. Network marketing is what did you do? They want to know how they're going to be compensated as they go. Network marketing is not the old school mentality of employee mindset where they're confusing being busy with being productive. And so you have to understand this because they're going to come in and they're going to do this checklist and they're going to be like, I watched the complaint video. I watched this training. I watched all the, the products. I know all the company founders and I've studied the website. And at the end of the week, they've worked 15 hours, but they haven't talked to anybody brand new. Working in network marketing is talking to brand new people. I want you to be effective with your time as you go, especially because most people are doing this very, very part time as we go. So the other thing for you to understand is what I always teach people is good leaders have vision, right? They're committed. I'm never going to quit. I'm going to be here five years, six years, 10 years from now. It's good. 
You want to know one of the biggest difference between good leaders and great leaders? Great leaders know how to give vision. Think about that. Think about some of the greatest leaders there are and the vision that they cast, how they believe in others more than they believed in themselves. My mentor believed in me more than I believed in myself. And it's learning how to do that. And you're not going to know how to do that at the beginning. That's why you're going to focus as you're talking to brand new people. That's the best way to learn because I always say training doesn't work, work trains. And some of you are like, Rob, you're a trainer. How can you say that? Well, of course, if you take training and you learn and then it's action, 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 then you're following the la, la, la principle of learn, action, action, learn, action, action. Too many people are learn, 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 learn. And then they're like a little bit of action. That's like saying I want to be a professional playing the piano. And what do I do? I go watch a thousand hours of YouTube videos and then I, and then I want to be great at it. If you haven't actually practiced it, you can't be great at it. So everything we teach you is to increase your focus, increase your belief, increase your mindset so that you do take more action, which will help you to increase your skills as you make it happen. So we're going to hold their hand at the beginning and get them into action right away. But how we're going to do that is, is I teach principles because I know each one of your leaders and your companies are different. And so you're going to use your system, whether it's an ATM group strategy, whether it's a recorded Zoom, whether it's you're using a Zoom, whether you got live webinars that you're utilizing, uh, whether you feel like you have a really, really good short video. I'm not going to go into that because I know each one of you is a little bit different. If um, for it, if you don't have one, here are some of the simple ideas to help you out. It could be you create your customer group, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, you could create your own market scripts. I'm not huge into scripts unless we're teaching principles because everybody's a little different. Here's a huge insight for you that we do in the online world that virtually nobody does in network marketing. Very simple way. You want to you want to know the best script ever of all time. Here's what it is. Go create two of your own and go test them and reach out to 30 people on the first one and reach out to 30 people on the second. See which one worked better. Get rid of the one that didn't work as well. Go do it again. And again, and again, and again, and again, you're going to create the world's greatest script ever specifically for you as you go. So again, if you don't have a customer group and you feel like that's your thing or your jam or it's a Zoom or recorded Zoom or whatever it is, well, great, go create it or go talk to someone about it. And yes, some of you, you may feel like, okay, customer group just doesn't work for me or Zoom doesn't work for me or maybe you need a little bit more leverage or maybe you need to do it a little bit better or maybe you need to have leaders that come and do it with you. Right. There isn't something where it's just a one size fits all. Everybody just does this and this is how it works because everybody is a little bit different. But the goal is to make it simple because the newest person, they can't present, nor do they want to. And that's not duplicatable as you go. You need to give them a simple way to be able to invite their friends. So we got so much more to cover, but I got to make sure I stay on time. I told you this is just the warm up as we go, because we have one of, I believe, one of the greatest mindset coaches there is. Uh, this is an individual, Deb Erickson, who I had heard about for years and years and years. And then I got introduced actually by a million dollar annual earner at a big event to her really briefly. So I started spying on her, following all of her content. One of the things I love about her is the fact she's actually been in the trenches. So she's built it and she's taking the mindset and applying as she went and learned it. And she was talking about this stuff before anyone else is and how you actually can apply some of these mindset techniques to actually get results. And people thought she was crazy years and years ago, but she applies it to the network marketing side as well, because 
you and I all know mindset will eat skills and systems for breakfast. And so what what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my, my new friend here, Deb. She's just going to go through it and take it away. I don't want to take away any of her time. That's why I finished right on time for you, Deb. I'm like, I got more content. I'm like, nope, she's starting. I'm just going to take myself off here and just tune in, Deb, and just have you take it away. And I'm taking notes myself. I'm excited. Oh, Rob, I adore you. And uh, I am so excited that we are new friends. Um, you know, I had the same experience. I've been watching you for a long time. Um, and I have to tell everybody that, you know, there are so many trainers. There are so many teachers. There's so many people out there that want to tell you, A, B, C, D, here are the things you ought to be doing. And the truth is, I, I want to suggest to you today that you need to be extraordinarily insightful about who you open your mind to because the truth is this is a simple business this is a simple business there are just a few things that will get you to the top the key isn't can you do all of this list of complicated steps the key is can you move yourself into action can you follow the simple steps to success and you know what I, the truth is the vast majority of people, the answer is no. They cannot keep themselves in action, doing the right things. In fact, I did an interview. I talked to um, 50 of the top global leaders in the industry. And I said, tell me why people are stuck. Tell me why people fail. And here's what they said. The number one reason people fail, they max out their mindset, right? They, they hit this level where they cannot go any further. So what happens is, of course, that they want it. They're, they know what they want. They know how, why they want it. They know how to get there. They've taken all the training. They've invested. They've, they've talked to so many different people about how to get there. Bottom line is they're not moving forward. We interviewed over 500 top, top leaders globally, and they said to us that 99.9% .9 of them said, I know I'm underperforming. I know I'm underperforming. And then we said, OK, tell us why. Ninety seven percent of them said mindset. So when we went back to those leaders and said, OK, all right, we get it. Mindset is the top blocker, right? The biggest stopper. What's next? And they said, you know, people aren't duplicating. There's a whole reason you're here. They're not duplicating, number one, because of their mindset. But number two, they refuse to follow the simple tools and techniques that we've given them. They're not in action. The third reason that people tend to bump up against their stuff and stop is because they're doing too much of the wrong thing. <laughs> number four, they're not doing enough of the right thing. And number five, they have unrealistic expectations about how quickly they're going to get there. They have really a mindset of things should happen very fast and with a very small amount of activity. And so when we talk about duplication, you are so right on, Rob. Duplication, your vibe attracts your tribe. So you want to know what it is that you're duplicating. Look at you, right? Look at you first because your energy, your mindset, your attitude, your work ethic, your belief, your core energy, that's what's duplicating or not duplicating in your organization. And so what I want to focus on today, I just want to talk a little bit about the biggest mindset blocker that keeps you from getting out in the world and duplicating the activity and therefore the results of top level leaders. And it's fear. So we talk about fear. Here's what neuroscientists tell us. Look, you are never going to eliminate fear. 
fear will always be present because it's it's a neurological right it's it's a norm it's part of the brain there's there's actually a piece of the brain it sits at the base of the brain stem and it is always looking for anything that could create a threat in your life it could be fear of loss fear of success fear of doubt fear of of hesitation fear 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 of failure fear you name it we are afraid of everything cuz the number one biggest fear is fear of the unknown. In fact, Forbes did a interesting article on what is the number one indicator on whether or not people will be successful as an entrepreneur. And guess what they came up with? Number one is your ability to be comfortable with the unknown, your ability to face fear, your ability to take a risk. It's the number one indicator. And guess what you got to do in order to do that? You got to manage your mindset. And so as we think about fear, it's really fascinating. Fear gets triggered when the amygdala says, "Woo, there's something to be scary about. You know, so when you pick up your phone and your brain says, "Ooh, I don't want to get rejected. I don't want someone to think I'm pushy. I don't know what script to use like he was just talking about. Right. So what happens is our heart races, the fear center gets triggered. And when your brain wave frequencies elevate and you know they're going faster and faster and faster because you can't catch your breath and your heart starts pounding, you start feeling anxious. When that occurs, you actually lose 50 percent of your ability to process, to think clearly, to make decisions. So what happens is the brain says, we don't want to feel that. So instead of calling right now, how about we do that later? So we postpone, we procrastinate, right? We avoid, we make excuses, we jump into the blame game. And by doing so, we train our brain that we can't do this. We create an I can't mindset, which becomes our block. Right now, what's really fascinating is the fear center is getting triggered all day, every day, hundreds of times a day. The question is, how are you going to deal with it? So I'm going to give you a quick tool right here, right now. I want you to walk away with something in your pocket. So here's the first neuro tool is that the best way to silence fear, believe it or not, deep breathing. It's really simple. So here's what I'm going to tell you for just for fun. I want you to think about something that, you know, you need to do that, you know, you're avoiding. Maybe it's a call. Maybe it's going live. Right. Maybe it's following up. Maybe it's training your team, whatever it is. I want you to think about it for a second. And what we want to do is we want to give it a name. Right. What is it? Do you know what it is? Is it fear of rejection, fear of, of isolation, fear, fear of somebody thinking something negative about you? Whatever. If you can kind of name it, it helps. So then imagine that you know what that is. Let's just call it fear of rejection. And then you say, how big is it on a scale of one to ten? How big is it? How much fear am I feeling right now? So close your eyes and just feel it and go, "Ooh, man, that's a ten. That's a ten. I can feel it. That's big. That's bold. That's bad. I just want to run and hide. Okay. So now that you know what it is and how big it is, what we want to do is just breathe. So close your eyes, take a deep breath in. If you have something like a mindfulness bell, it's powerful. You can just tap it, breathe into it. Always breathe in through your nose. I like to tap the center of my chest and say, be still now and then release 
And then again, breathe in again. Big breath in, guys. Come on. Breathe into the count of eight. And you can tap your forehead and say, be still now. And then breathe out. And as you breathe out through your mouth, you can just push it all out, release, relax. One more time, big breath in. Come on, big breath in. And you can tap both your chest and your heart center and say, be here now. And imagine that you're just pulling back all the energy, you're releasing all the fear, the doubt, the uncertainty, the unknown, just let it all go and be present. And then ask yourself, open your eyes and ask yourself, where's my fear now? I just notice, just notice. If it is at least a nine, where it was a 10, and you took literally 60 seconds to breathe deeply, listen to something soft, it should tell you something. It should tell you that you can command the fear center. You can say, be still. And you're going to silence the fear for one purpose and one purpose only. Oh, sure, it feels good. But actually, it goes back to what Rob said earlier, right? We need to move into action. It's a simple business. We know the answer. We need to be in action. And it's our fears and our doubts and our uncertainty that cause us to hesitate and pull back. So a couple of deep breathing moments, and guess what? You can step right into the next action. All right, one more, one more neuro tool, and that is this. As you listen to these amazing, amazing people who are going to be on here giving you tools and tips and training, you got to stay open, my friend. You have to stay open. You have to keep your mind open. And the natural tendency, what neuroscience tells us is the minute we hear something unknown, something new and different, something that lives outside of our set point, our frame of reference, our comfort zone, right? Our ceiling, call it anything you want. Here's the point. We live in a box. Your brain lives in a box. Everybody's brain has a boundary and has a box. And so whatever size box you have, that's the edge of your business. You can't out earn your self-esteem. You can't out earn your mental limits. You can't out earn. You can't out recruit. You can't, can't outgrow the set point that your brain lives in. Because as you reach the edge of your set point, your brain goes, whoa, stop, come back. So do me a favor, draw on a little box right in front of you. Draw a little box, a little heart. Well, actually, draw a box. And inside that box, draw just draw a little, a little something that represents you. I like heart because that's energy. And inside that heart, I want you to write your current set point. And most people say, well, I don't know what my set point is. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Your current rank, that's your set point. The rank that you achieve month in and month out, kind of stuck there, that's your set point. I want you to write uh, how much money you have in the bank. The set point, the norm of what sits in your account, write it down, put it inside that box. And what about the number of people that you enroll on a monthly basis? Put it inside that, put it inside that box. Number of new people that you invite in to be customers, how many? Put them in the box. That's your set point. And so when you set a goal and you say, I want to rank advance, I want to grow my team, right? I, I want to move beyond 
You need to know that what sits between that box where your heart and your soul and your passion, your drive and your your the what and the why of your business, they all sit in that side, that limit. And the goal always sits outside. And you know what's between fear, the fear of the unknown. And so what happens is as you move past the edge of that box towards the goal, your brain shoots off, man, it is firing and wiring. And what is occurring in each and every moment is your brain is going, no, 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 I can't move. I can't move past this. And that's where we begin to sabotage our business. That's when we tell lies about ourselves and our business. That's when we underperform. That's when we hold back. And so what I want to do with you today, I'm going to give you a second neuro tool. Now, NeuroTools, guys, are just brain retraining tools and techniques that I've created to help you as a network marketer to move, to get you moving. So you need to know this. When you're sitting in your box and you have a thought, it's going to happen today, tomorrow, the next day, through all of Rob's training. This is going to happen to you over and over and over and over again. He's going to give you a fabulous idea. And your brain's going to go, Ooh, I don't think I can do that. that. I know that's outside my box. Oh, I, I just not sure I could do that. You know, and your brain is going to discount incredible ideas that are being given by Rob and the rest of these speakers here. Your brain is going to negate it and say, it's not possible. It will never work for me. I can't do that. I'm afraid to try that. And in that moment, I'm going to ask you to just say, stop, man, stop, 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 stop. Just pull your hand up in front of your face and go, stop, stop it. This is the nonsense that has held you back. So we want to stop. It's called a pattern interrupt. But then this is the really important thing. You have a tiny little window to move into action. Most scientists say it's three to five seconds, three to five seconds. There's this tiny little window when you get inspired when there's a thought when you have an aha when you want to move forward three to five second window and if you move in that window fear will stay silent fear will not be an indicator it'll not be a mover for you but if you wait too long you'll get in your head fears and doubts and negative stories they begin to overtake you and then you're frozen and you want to run and hide and you resist and then you have to use willpower and discipline to push yourself into action it's kind of like you gotta talk yourself into a frenzy and move into action but if you act in that three to five second window that that golden window the fear center is asleep it hasn't it hasn't woken up. It, it hasn't gotten a sniff or a whiff that you intend to go into action. And so if you move in that golden window, you're golden. It's kind of when people say, oh, I'm in the zone. It was easy. It was effortless. It just it just kind of was like magic. So here's the way you keep yourself in that zone. OK, what I want you to do is take your right hand and I want you to put your thumb and your first finger together. We're going to create an anchor and you're going to say, I can. I can achieve this goal. I can take this action. I can move past my fears. I can reach out. Right. I can follow the sequences that Rob's giving me. I can. I can. And then I want you to put your second finger and your thumb together, pinch them together and say, I will. I will do what's required. I will face my stuff. I will step into action. I will do it. And I will do it now. I will. And then put your third finger, right, and your thumb together. And I want you to say, I am. I am enough. I'm more than enough. I've always always been enough. 
I can, I will, I am, and then make a fist and say, yes, that's your point where you move, right? I can, I will, I am, yes, I can, I will, I am, yes. Now, I got to tell you, this is a way to rev your energy, focus your attention on your anchor in your hand, right, on what you're saying and what you're feeling. What we're doing is we're getting ourselves, as Tony Robbins would say, you're getting yourself in state. You're elevating your confidence. You're moving yourself into a 10 in confidence. We're silencing fear and elevating. I can, I will, I am. Yes, I can, I will, I am. Yes. And as you do that, guys, you'll feel a shift of energy. And the moment you feel it, stand up and move. I will tell you, it doesn't matter where you where you are and what you're doing. I, I don't care. Get up and move. I tell people all the time that when you get ready to make your calls or you're going live or whatever it is you're going to be doing, use this little tool to anchor in power and positive action and then move. So as I get ready and I can, I feel it, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know what that is. Stop. Stop. I'm not going there. I can. I will. I am. Yes, I can achieve this. I will do what is required. I am enough. I know who I am. I got this. Yes. And the minute I feel my energy elevate, boom, I take action. Now, I started this whole thing by saying it's a simple business. It's simple. It's not always easy. And Easy is when you've learned to master your mindset. Easy is when you know exactly what to do and you have silenced the fear center. You've kind of mastered that fear center and you can move effortlessly and easily. That's when you're in flow. Now, I'm going to tell you that today and tomorrow and the next day, as you learn new things, as you begin to open up, you're challenging that set point and you're opening up your mind to new strategies to duplicate, right? New, new techniques. There's a part of you that will react from the past and it will cause you to close down and it'll challenge you and you will fear, feel the fear rising. And in that moment, I'm going to give you this tool because, guys, this is what you need to do in that moment. I want you over there, right, doing your finger roll. I can and will I am. Yes, I can and will I am. Yes, I can and will I am. Yes. And imagine, even use your hands to just kind of open up the space where you are. Breathe deeply and anchor into your body. Be present. Be in the moment. Did you know that when you give unsolicited advice, it's received at about 1%, 1%. And when you want to learn, you either are teaching or you're in a, as a student, you're learning. You're really only capturing about 20% of what's being said, what's being taught. But when you show up as a curious student, ready to discover, right? When you are in the discovery energy, you can retain 80% because your brain is absorbing and opening and ready to receive. So I'm going to challenge you to spend the next couple days absorbing, opening your heart and soul, breathing deeply, anchoring in the fact that this is pure gold. What you're going to get here in the next few days, this is pure gold. And if you want to change, if you want to up level your business, you want to rank up, you want to duplicate, you want to attract there's no better teacher on the planet than Rob. 
So, Rob, I tried to use exactly my time. <laughs> hey, no, you're good. I want to stay on and ask a, a couple questions because, you know, you saw me. I'm over here just taking a couple pages. I got my second page of notes right here. And I love how you just hit the fears head on because, and you talked about the simplicity, because, I mean, think about it. If we didn't need, the reason why we need personal development is because of the fears that we have. But when we really break down the business, it's if you talk to enough brand new people, you're going to get better at inviting and following up and closing and presenting and you're going to break ranks and build that credibility. But because we don't, we we have to constantly do this um, for someone to because I remember her John, John Maxwell say this. This goes along with what you said. He said the ability to learn how to learn is the greatest ability one can have. Yep. And that stood out with me for a decade because I always felt like I was a little guy growing up. Now I'm tall. I'm six, six, one, um, maybe six feet, but, you know, guys round up. So I'm six, one. And uh, I uh, plus, I mean, you played basketball, so I want to feel taller um, yeah. in that sense. Even You were probably a point guard, right? I was. Yeah, see, I knew. I could tell. I can just see you orchestrating the offense. I'm scared to ask that, but I kind of knew. I kind of knew. I, for me, right, I had all these, you know, limiting beliefs growing up and, and we all do to different extents. I think that's, that's pretty, pretty normal. What would you say, like maybe some ways that someone can become more of a curious student or a way that someone can increase their ability to learn how to learn? If they say, well, I want to, that's obviously one of the first steps, of course, but what are, what are some ideas or thoughts you have for somebody to be able to absorb, right? Become even more of that sponge so that they're not just watching or listening for three, four hours, not even just this training in general. Right, right. You know, doubt is one of the greatest liabilities, doubting your ability, but doubt can be one of your greatest assets to break through. So let me tell you why I'm saying that. It, that we are always so certain, I can't do this, I'm no good at that, I'll never be able to. And that does all come from our past. That is programmed in in the first seven years of life. That certainty that we can't. And the truth is, if you can chop off the legs of certainty, right? If you can question that core belief that says, oh, I just know I can't do that. If you can, if you can just do this little thing, which is, huh? It's the tiniest little doubt, right? It's that thing that goes, what, what if that's not true? What if I really could do this? What if it's actually possible and I just never tried? What if somebody was lying to me? What if people who loved me and were trying to protect me told me things to keep me safe, but actually it's limited my life? What if it isn't true? What if it's really possible? What if I, it, so I love to what if. I what if the heck out of anything where I feel certain that something isn't going to happen or that I can't do it. I will just keep what ifing. And what it does is it it rattles that that certainty that I'm absolutely positive I can't do something. And all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe I could do it. Maybe it's possible. Maybe people lied to me. Maybe I bought a story that just isn't true. It, it, maybe. Right. And and it's just enough to open the door to try on something new. And so I, I love to always to rattle doubt, to, to rattle that any negative emotion at all, man, I'm going to get in there 
And I want to do a number on it and create a lot of what ifs to see if I can open up the possibility of something more. Yeah, I love that. That helps me a lot. I didn't understand that, you know, things that you did. And we talked about our sports analogies. When I played, I played semi-professional tennis. And when I got to the point, I understood that, yeah, I can definitely lose. But in the end, I really want to win. But if I lose, it's not the end of the world. It was so much easier for me to face the doubt as like a, a positive, right? Pressure is a privilege, as Billie Jean King says. Mm. And so that helped me. And I, I wrote down a couple other things that I'll go through quickly. And we've my my kids, I just hired about maybe it was two months ago, a sports psychologist is yeah. what about uh, for tennis. And I think it's a lot more than just tennis. For me, it's it's yeah. going to be bigger. And one of the first things she did is she talked about how every time you have a negative thought, you need at least three positives to overcome it, at least minimum. Mm-hmm. And she had them create a power statement. So when you were going through this, I'm like, this is so when you talked about your anchor and she said, look, you know, and she went through it I, in tennis. The most dominant season of all time was probably about eight years ago by Novak Djokovic. And he won 56 percent of his points in the most dominating year of all time. Fifty six percent. Wow. And so the sports psychologist is like, you can't afford to going down this path where even if it affects you by one percent, that's the difference between a match or not. So they had to create this power statement for a full week. And they're very simple, very, very short. So that when they do have those negative thoughts, they've got an anchor, as you called it, to snap out of it. And so I love how you said, I can, I will, I am. And then after it's powerful of just yes, right? Do you encourage them, or obviously it depends on where they're at. Do you encourage them to say it out loud? Um, Just, you know, do it as many times as they need every single day. Right. Any, like just the, the stuff like that to help them. Absolutely. It, it, when you do stuff out loud, obviously you're, you're adding kind of the auditory energy and it usually amplifies. It amplifies yeah. energy a lot. So if you're alone. Yeah, but I have to tell you before I go on stage. We'll do it when you're at work. We love it. Just video it for us. Create a TikTok. Okay. Send it to us. All right. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> when I'm waiting on stage, I'm waiting, you know, sometimes beside the edge of the stage, I'm doing it there. Right. And and if you don't want anybody saying you put your hand down by your side. Right. But what you're looking to do is anchor a repetitive statement, a repetitive physical touch a repetitive elevating of your energy. What happens is the brain says, I, I know this. I've done this. I practiced this routine. That's why you say every basketball player ever has their own routine yep. before they shoot a free throw. They're going through their their mental and and psychological and physiological anchoring. They're putting the pattern together so that their body goes, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do right now. And the same thing is true in business, right? We need to get ourselves into success habits and patterns so that it's easier to when when fear and doubt show up and they will yep. I mean, don't beat yourself up just go oh there it is there's fear oh there's doubt oh there's that there's that voice right and as we recognize it and begin to blow it off faster and faster and faster what happens is we we aren't we aren't devastated by it when it shows up. It's just like, oh, there it is. And then I'm going to move forward. So your anchors remind your brain, your body, your your energy, which way to turn. It, 
in basketball, you know, if, if you if you dribble right up to a defensive player, one of the things you got to do is pivot. Right. So they so the ball yeah. is not exposed. And and the same thing is true with mindset. If you dribble right up to a negative emotion, yes, we want to stop that negative emotion. We don't want to continue to move into it. But then you got I like taking my left hand and I push my face turning the other direction to remind myself, Erickson, time to pivot. Right. <laughs> Let's think a different thought because the old old patterns and habit are so deeply entrenched. We go there so quickly. But that's the beautiful thing about this industry. What I love most about our industry, guys, is that we get the opportunity dozens of times a day to overcome our past and to step into more. And these are the tools that do it. 100%. And I love that because it just makes it where stop feeling that there's something wrong with you and you have the doubt. It's it's part of the process. It's how you utilize it. It's just the same thing with shame and guilt, right? Guilt is... Yeah. And I go in depth on this in my masterminds, but guilt's a good thing because without it, you don't know right from wrong. Shame is where you turn it into too much guilt, where you feel like you can't do anything and you don't take action. But our goal is to help you so that you can get the right mindset, because otherwise, if you keep increasing the skills, right, I've seen it with all these kids that I used to work with for tennis, which, by the way, I'm coaching high school tennis for free six months of the year now for my kids, so... That's going to be a lot of a lot of fun. I'm excited about that. But um, with it, the problem is, is they keep increasing their skills with these private tennis lessons and they don't have a sports that calls you like I played so bad. I'm like, when does bad become normal when you say it every single time you play? So that's why it's so important. It starts here so you can unlock everything else you're going. So, uh, Deb, where can everyone find you? I know your company's ICANN Institute. I know that you're on Facebook, you're on the gram, you're all over the place to providing insane content and value and um, all that good stuff. So where can everybody find you? You know what? The best thing they can do is go to ICANninstitute.com and look for the free stuff, guys. Just just like you, Rob, we give away a ton of stuff there. You know, there's a free app, there's free neuro tools. Go start there and play around with really trying on a new mindset, the mindset of a champion. I love it. Well, Thank you so much, Deb. I appreciate you and your time. And we're definitely going to have you on again. We're going to talk more mindset and get things into action. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star rating review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.